0: Whatever, there's meaning, okay? It doesn't mean you deserve it. It doesn't mean you were bad, but there's meaning. Just as any nighttime dream is there with lessons, with purpose, with order, even though you can't always tell what it is when you wake up in the morning, like, what was that? Uh, There's order. It's playing out. The work was done in the dream state. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took five, 10 or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo fellow adventurers is Mike Dooley time for a spiritual tune up. Thanks for the great questions. Peace to the Ukraine, peace to Russia, peace to the world. Now let's dive in, totally unrelated to that. Uh, To be a rock star or a mom. Mike, I'm aspiring to be a successful and known singer-songwriter. I'm afraid my daughter, who's six and a half years old, will miss me lots when on tour, long studio sessions, traveling to other countries for promotion, etc. I know that she'll benefit from seeing me thrive, but we are very close. And even though she has a loving, competent and great father, I'm her number one, if she had to choose. Thank you for your guidance to be a rock star or to be a mom. Um, Well, first off, what exciting possibilities you have before you, what great manifestations that you've accomplished and are on the cusp of doing. You're in a really, really great place. But don't be thinking uh, that these are mutually exclusive. It's not like the only way to be a mom is to be, you know, stay at home 24 seven, be there all the time. And it's not like the only way to be a rock star or have a successful music career performing singing career is to be on the road, uh, again, uh, and be away all the time. Uh, As a professional speaker prior to COVID. uh, For almost 20 years, uh, I was consistently doing one world tour after another. Each tour lasting for three to five years, but I was home far more than I was away. I would go away for two weekends a month and I was home for the other 20 odd days most of the time. Uh, And so uh, I, I want you to expand the vision of what's going on the way you laid it out in your question. The way I think you're trying to calculate this is down a very, very not narrow corridor that leaves you very little options, following other people's ideas of what a rock star or a good mom is, cultural ideas. It's time to jettison those old dogmas that have held us back forever and start reinventing as we have as a collective society since the arrival of COVID for the past two years. Look at me broadcasting from my home right now. Um, There is no limit to the way that you can achieve both a fabulous singing career and being an amazing mom. Let me share with you a couple of things that kind of uh, came to mind. Success. You want you're aspiring to be a success, a known singer songwriter. That alone um, comes really close to being a narrow definition for somebody who loves the arts. That's you. Somebody who loves music and singing, somebody who loves melody, somebody who loves sharing. There's so many other ways to do and follow those passions than to be a rock star. Now, you didn't say rock star. Those are my words. Um, but, uh, But right away, let's redefine that success for you would be blooming with a happy career of writing, singing, and performing, a a mutual exchange. Others are lit up by your light. The divine pours through you. Um, You are putting scores together that have never been heard by human ears before. That alone is intoxicating. All alone in your home studio or at the kitchen counter, you can be crafting lyrics and scores that have never been heard by human ears that could almost be enough. But you love people and you want to go out and you want to perform. So go, go locally. In the beginning, I started locally. I started at unity churches and bars and restaurants and people's living rooms. Um, And that's not where you want to end. But now step two does not have to be getting on a tour bus or jumping on an airplane. Step two can literally be your own home studio, your own home office, your own guest bedroom uh, if you have to be. Uh, you can be self-published today in ways unimaginable just 10 years ago. You, Or you can get a big label or you can do what I do, self-publish until the big labels wake up and say, hey, we want some of that. Um, and when you self-publish, you can make boatloads of money. You can be rich and you can have your little t-shirt business on the sides promoting your um music, uh fame famous, soon to be famous lines in your songs. Uh, there's other things you can do along the way as well with your passion and music and creativity and working with people. Teaching, writing a book on music, performing, etc. Or much more spicy, doing online broadcasts like this. Um, put together some scores that are really catchy and fun, suitable for what people are playing on TikTok these days. TikTok is like my number one go to for entertainment is so much fun it's so much joy so much happiness and everybody's video has somebody else's song in the background you just need a 1 minute clip you could go you could be tiktok famous and that will take you places they're doing it on instagram reels right now facebook reels everybody needs your music and you can do it all from home and yeah, you don't have to do it only from home like I did and like I'll probably resume in the future. You're going to go on trips where you want, when you want, on your terms. You're going to book a venue yourself. You don't need a big promoter. You're going to use word of mouth. You can advertise yourself with social media or you can find a partner or a, hire somebody who does that for you or an agency. There's so many exciting ways to bring creativity and infinite possibilities uh, to the world through the internet right now it 's mind boggling, so I hope that gets you started uh, i You could do workshops, you could do music writing workshops for your fans online or in books or uh, other places. I hope that gives everyone some food for thought. This is the time to be an entrepreneur and you can keep your day job and you can be a great parent and you can take your kid on the road oh my gosh you 're going to go play in the Colosseum at Rome. You're going to go uh, to uh, Istanbul. You're going to take them to London or to New York or to Hawaii. Uh, And you're going to weave in your own gigs that were designed and planned and orchestrated by you. This is how I've done my speaking career when I was out on the road prior to COVID. And it's so easy. It's so exciting. Good on you to have these great options. Don't let your heart be broken uh, with a false notion of a fork in the road and you have to choose. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. You're going to do it all. You can. You're magical. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, time for a spiritual tune-up. Emergency manifesting. Mike, what should I do or focus on to have the money to help my sister who is about to be evicted and has only a few days to take belongings from the house including furniture win the lottery write to people and ask for help please give some guidance all right i've got three steps for working emergency manifestations now what is an emergency i would say this question certainly qualifies as an emergency um the war Uh, In Ukraine is certainly an emergency Um, you getting a million dollars by the end of the week is not an emergency. Okay, what I'm about to share with you will work for the fastest manifesting possible of all things, Uh, but right now the focus is a little bit more on um, a buildup of circumstances, perhaps by somebody else and you want to intervene all right number one of three steps get clear on what you really want. And while you think what you really want is the easy way out for yourself or somebody else, um, that's just gonna be a Band-Aid. What you really want are smiling, happy, joy-filled faces, joy-filled beings. This is what you really want. You think winning the lottery, Um, or writing for help or or even your plan for extracting somebody from being evicted is is what you really want what you ultimately want though is their joy their greatest joy if you found them put them in a new apartment and a month later they were permanently evicted it wouldn't be as good as circumstances being arranged by divine intelligence to permanently put this joyful smile on their face you don't have to figure out how and yes uh, of stabbing off eviction and things like that will most certainly uh, still be on the table and are hoped for, hoped for outcomes. But what you most want is to see yourself and or the people you're concerned about enjoy, happy, relieved, telling stories, crying happy tears. That's what you visualize. You can dabble, and we'll talk about the hows in just a minute. Dabble visualizing winning the lottery. Dabble visualizing good news coming through a phone call or an email or a WhatsApp. Um, You can dabble in those areas, and you absolutely want to go down those paths. But in step one, forget the hows. Forget the lottery. Forget the surprise text message. Just see the joy in everyone's face. As a note from the universe once said, you know, wish for the best for all involved. And then whatever happens, know your wish came true. Don't you be the arbiter or the decider of what is best for other people. Sometimes what's best for all of us is to take two or three steps backwards, fall down, get back up and find out who we really are than a band-aid. Okay, now I'm not taking anything off the table. And let's hope for no eviction and no, no, nobody going hungry and none of that stuff, but the core is joy, peace, confidence, stability. All right. That's what you really want. And then when you have that end result, part of step one is to really get into it. I mean, really feel it when you're visualizing your desired end results, smiling, happy, harmonious, cooperative faces, I want you to be in there in the zone where your fists are clenched and you're like yes yes I see it I feel it I thank you thank you universe thank you be in the emotional joy of that dream come true this will maximize Chances for the fastest, most inevitable dream come true for you, and it will maximize your ability to help others. Now, other people got to visualize for themselves and or take it in stride, go out in the world and do their own magic. But you can help other people with their manifestations, emergency or otherwise. Something I'm going to share today to my Infinite Possibility members, as I share often lately, is imagine the vision in clouds of sparkling gold dust gold light everywhere. Yes, thank you. I see it done. Everyone's smiling. Everyone's happy. Total harmony, foundation. A year later, we're laughing back at what happened and what we just navigated our way through. That's all step one, a proper end result that you see and feel in your mind's eye, in your heart as well. Step two, now we start talking about logistics. Now you need to be available to be that lightning rod for serendipities and magic. So divine intervention can follow through and bring you that vision of joy and stability and happiness on all faces. All right, so now is when you buy the lottery ticket. Yes, go buy the lottery ticket. You only need one. Don't go buy a bunch. Just buy one a week, one per lottery. And then write the letter, ask for help. Do some web searches. Do all you can with all you have from where you are. This will maximize the universe's ability to reach you with all she has from where she is. So if you want to fully enable the magic, then you must fully be present and showing up with baby steps and or your peeps, your sister, your friends who are being evicted, they need to be doing this as well. Knock on doors, turn over stones, attach to none of them visualize winning the lottery, visualize a check coming in the mail, visualize the logistics, but secondary to visualizing the end result, joy, peace, stability, wealth and abundance, friends and laughter, but significantly the joy, which implies all of those other things. Joy implies well-being, joy implies health, joy implies a roof over your head, joy implies lots of money, joy implies lots of friends. So now step two, it's showing up and going out into the world, AKA the baby steps, the seemingly futile, very mortal baby steps, not yoga, uh, not becoming a vegan. Both are good ideas, but actually moving in the direction of your dreams with cold calling, Uh, perhaps continuing education, perhaps cleaning off your resume and pounding the pavement. Uh, Just Traditional stuff is how you stir up the magic and become available for rapid manifestations under emergency situations or not. So get out there, use your logic, use your intuition, what feels right, what makes sense, attach to nothing uh, and surrender to whatever shows up based on you showing up first. Surrender doesn't mean be passive and wait, never. And then finally, as hard as this may be to to get your head around during an emergency. Try to enjoy the journey if there's any space for that at all. If if it's just fear and gloom, okay, there's wiggle room. You don't have to be happy, but try to enjoy, enjoy the journey. Do not judge the journey with your physical senses. Oh, it's not working, nothing's changing. Oh, it is, you can't see it, but it's working. It always works, it never fails. Behind the curtains of time and space, energies are whirling and twirling because of your vision. And they're looking for ways logistically to reach you because of you going out into the world, even to that sucky job you hate. Better than sitting at home waiting for Oprah. So realize finally, okay, after try to enjoy it. Um, Do not judge with your physical senses. Realize that this didn't just befall you. This didn't just manifest randomly out of the sky, either on your your sister who's being evicted, or yourself if it's you. Uh, things like that don't just show up. Okay, They're an accumulation of maybe fears or possibilities. Don't judge. It could be this has shown up because that one step backwards is gonna blast her or you to, to realms of joy unimaginable, to find her power. Uh, to, to discover the beauty that's everywhere, the magic at her disposal. This could be what's going on. All right, whatever, there's meaning, okay? It doesn't mean you deserve it. It doesn't mean you were bad, but there's meaning. Just as any nighttime dream is there with lessons, with purpose, with order, even though you can't always tell what it is when you wake up in the morning, like, what was that? Uh, There's order. It's playing out. The work was done in the dream state. And just as no nighttime elephant chasing you in your pajamas, or just as no nighttime element uh, would have been pure random, you created it so you could experience it in your dream and take from it the lessons. The same is true of the dream of here and now. You have created every lion, tiger, and bear with meticulous precision, so that you could then enter the cage, experience what you're experiencing right now, discovering your power, gaining traction, denying the illusions, their, their seeming validity by going within and finding order and creating change. There's meaning to what's happening in every bump in the road. Everything that annoys you, bothers you, tests you, challenges you right now has profound meaning and is your liberator if you choose to see it as such rather than oh whoa what was me why me i'd be happy if this didn't happen you're going to be happier because it did know that there's order it's working out for you and for your loved ones jumbo fellow adventurers it's mike dooley welcome to another spiritual tune-up on this hump day There's nothing wrong with you. And too often we jump to the conclusion, don't have what we want. We've wanted it a long time. I'm self-sabotaging. Mike, I keep manifesting things, then losing them. Such as three lucrative jobs that laid me off shortly after being hired. Leaving me kind of lost for what to do next. I've learned a lot of amazing perspectives just from studying law of attraction and but I think I have so many limiting beliefs that were drilled into my head growing up. I am not sure how to change my thoughts around moving forward. How can I focus more on thoughts that serve me better? Oh, there is so nothing wrong with you. Just be your amazing, awesome self with wonder and curiosity. Go out into the world and you will be transformed. Okay, Clearly, the questioner is somewhat new several years into metaphysical law of attraction thinking cut yourself some slack there's a learning curve it's like learning to ice skate okay the first time you go out there you're all over the place the first year you're all over the place but then suddenly oh my god poetry in motion that's the inevitable learning curve. That's the inevitable trajectory of anybody doing anything. And so if in the beginning of a learning curve and you're learning how to manifest and focus your power and change energy into form, it's going to take some getting used to. What you're going through now is not what it's going to be like a year from now. Where you are now is not the way it's always going to be. you got to cut yourself some slack and realize just in the way that you got here and you're assessing and you're wondering and you're curious, so will that inner playful being of yours continue to tweak and refine the energy. You do not have to know what your invisible limiting beliefs are to bust through them. As you move forward, you will shed them. They will fall off of you because they no longer make sense in light of the fact that you're going out there. Unless, and we often do this you're still gonna prevail ultimately, but unless you start labeling yourself, start saying, ah, oh, you know, it's not who I am, or oh, I have I have a lifetime worth of uh, fear drilled into my head because of my parents, because of my culture, because of my own, you know, not knowing any better. When you start drawing conclusions like that, like I'm broken, I want it, don't have it, something's wrong with me, then that reinforces, your inner witness hears you, The first 7,000 times, okay, gotcha, you're not on this. Your inner witness is taking notes to these declarations and you will get bogged down in the murk and mire. But if you just free yourself from your own criticism, if you just follow your heart because it knows how to lead you, it knows the path of least resistance. And when you wonder with curiosity and you imagine a new outcome, you throw into works aspects of your multi-dimensional creaturehood that you can't even imagine that you don't even know exist. Your future self is like, I got you. Come on. We're going to do this. Your parallel selves are, are teaming up to give you the leg up that you need. You are summoning angels. You're summoning spirit guides. You are summoning your own innate playful genius. This is happening but yet we judge with our physical senses alone. Oh, nothing's changing. Oh, it's not working. Oh, I lost three jobs. Hey, anybody would be disappointed in that, but you can't see how this is playing to your greater good. And everything plays to your greater good. And don't assume that because it's a disappointment that it's bad and a mark against you and evidence that you can't do this. You can do this. You're asking me the question. I'm answering your question legions in the unseen are helping you. The limiting beliefs will just shed away. Empowering beliefs will automatically be inserted in their place. You don't have to know what the limiting belief was and you don't have to claim the positive belief. It's just the natural trajectory of moving forward. So think not that where you are today and what your experience has been so far will be repeated and will continue. This isn't the same old, same old. The slightest optimism Just the slightest hope on your behalf, coupled with baby steps and trying again, will take you down better and better paths. And you'll see the lessons you learned from those first three jobs that you got will parlay into something way better than those could ever have taken you. And you will be so grateful for where you've been right now. Opportunity never stops knocking opportunity never stops knocking. every moment of your every day every day of your life opportunity never stops knocking there's enough birds for all of the worms you can have your cake and eat it too everything here is win 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 there is nothing wrong with you nothing wrong with anybody watching this right now your natural inclination is to rise up and prevail so know that Remind yourself of that. Continue to wonder. Continue to dream. Continue to visualize. Continue to take baby steps. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. And today we got a really cool question. I think you're going to love it. Am I my thoughts? Mike, my therapist would often say, you are not your thoughts. Hmm. You've heard people say, you are not your emotions, you are not your feelings. Hmm? Which would seem like a contradiction to thoughts become things. Would you be able to offer your insight on this? Um well, I like where this took me, and uh I, I think I've got something for all of you, okay? This is uh very, very relevant in understanding the nature of reality. Uh, And it's kind of tricky, a little bit of a slippery slope. You're going to see that different sentences, I say all the time, words fail when you try to dress them, dress the truth up in them. Okay, the words are inadequate for truth. But we do the best we can and we can get a lot of traction by doing the best we can. But the implications are my thoughts, me. Let me give you a a little um, scenario here. A couple, a week ago, 10 days ago, I was uh, at an Orlando theme park and uh, I was with family and we were hurrying and we were trying to get in the shorter line and we got in the wrong line and we had to go over here and we had to beat the crowd and, you know, typical theme park (laughs) theatrics. And in the process of dodging uh, barricades, I banged my knee uh, scuffed my knee to a concrete barrier. That was like 10 days ago. It hurt like crazy and there was blood and, um, but, but right now there's a scab, a a, a yicky, ugly scab on my knee from the theme park. Okay. Now is that scab me? well well it's of me okay we can agree it's of me it was born of an adventure a challenge navigation desire love fear confusion okay that scab was not intended that scab was kind of an accident yet that scab was the perfect manifestation of a snapshot of where i was trying to hustle between barricades and beat a clock and uh, have fun with my family. I mean, it was born of me through a mishmash of circumstances, events, sequences, blah, 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 blah. But wouldn't it also be fair to say that that scab is pure 100% Mike Dooley? But wouldn't that be completely uh, taking it out of context because you know Mike Dooley is more than the scab on his left knee, right? Okay, so it's like it's me, but oh my god. I am so infinitely much more Than that scab on my knee. And so it's better to say the scab is of my confusion and haste that day, but truly that scab is me it's part of me uh, and there's no part that isn't full Uh I often say we are the eyes and the ears of God Almighty come alive in the dream of life. And I point out that God Almighty is infinitely more than we can comprehend. But that doesn't mean there's not a cell in your body that isn't pure, divine God Almighty. Okay. And so you see the correlation here. That scab is pure, 100% ick, Mike Dooley. But Mike Dooley so much more. And now let's take this over to our thoughts. Our thoughts are born of adventure, born of love, born of confusion, born of haste, born of order. They are our thoughts. Um, and, And so it is fair to say they are of us. They wouldn't exist without us, just like my scab. And it would also be fair to say they are you. But please, you are so much more than your thoughts. So when a therapist says that you are not your thoughts, your thoughts are not you, your emotions and you are not your emotions and things like that. We know what they mean and they're totally right. They're 100% right. Don't over identify. Oh, I had a fearful thought. Oh, I had a hateful thought. Oh, I had a murderous thought. Uh, Your thoughts are not you. They're not you. Well, they are you, but they're not you. They're of you. Now here's the coup de grace. As Michael Singer wrote, In his book, The Untethered Soul, hallelujah, get that book. Or even better, his surrender experiment. He noticed early in his adult life that there was like this resident in his head that that would just put out all this garbage, nonstop chatter, talking about criticizing people, criticizing self, just nonstop belly aching. But there was also this resident that would observe And pay attention to, or not, the chatter. Eckhart Tolle recounts in his uh, well-known story of enlightenment, going through severe, severe depression, that he got to a point where in his room, and I don't know where he lived at the time, I think Frankfurt, um, he, he was in this severe state of depression, and he finally said, I cannot handle this anymore and he had this epiphany. Who is it that said, I cannot handle this anymore? Because there was the whiner, the bellyacher, the depressed Eckhart Tolle, and then there was another voice that he was able to discern apart from that that said, I cannot handle this anymore. I, I have seen this on stage myself, not in that capacity. But speaking on stage in front of audiences where I get passionately ramped up, like maybe I can do it right now. And particularly when I was single, there was a part of me that was just checking out all the pretty girls. And I knew where they were sitting and I knew if they were paying attention. I could see everyone else's face too. But another part of me was going on, thoughts become things, not sometimes, but all the time. And there was like two parts of my mind. You have that too. We all have that. And both parts are you. But here is life's ultimate hook. You are the observer as you are the creator. And the thing is, we usually lump them together and we think I am this and I am not that. And we end up reacting to life instead of programming life. And so if we can Go ahead and separate ourselves from our thoughts, even though it's separating this ourselves from a true part of ourselves, and realize that the observer is a little bit closer to truth, a little bit closer to soul, a little bit closer to spirit. The observer has the ability to say, I like what's going on, and she looks really cute. The observer says, I can do something about that. And then the little talker and the little, uh, you know, stray unintended thoughts will bow to the observer. And the observer can learn to change their experience by changing the picture in their mind, no matter what else is happening. And this is how we become deliberate, conscious creators. We kind of separate a little bit and stand back and say, oh, Mike's afraid right now. Oh, Mike's happy right now. Oh, Mike's talking to somebody and is working out right now. Oh, I want a little bit more of this for Mike. I want a little bit... And so this observer can become a little bit more detached and thereby you can find your power and stop reacting to life and start changing pictures to those you want to experience. And so this is a bit of a tangent to the question. You are not your thoughts, but your thoughts are of you and therefore they are you. And so I just contradicted myself. It's not so simple to say I am, I am not which part of you. The observer, the creator, the ego, the spirit, the soul. I don't want to make it complicated other than to say that which you don't like, you can change. And and don't even, I would say, don't even go to the question, am I my thoughts or not? I just show you, you can play it three different ways. Yes, no, kind of. What does it matter? It doesn't even matter. If your thoughts are ugly, hideous, depressing, murderous, um, change. The original pictures change and begin a new pattern, a new program, if you will. And the observer, as well as the interactor and the reactionary, will begin changing as well. You hold the key. And so I think these these kind of questions are very interesting and they help us understand the layers of the psyche and all that we really are. Because we are all that. There's only you and more you. But at the same time, we can do a pattern interrupt by changing the picture of something we don't like. I remember Seth would say, if you have a negative thought or fearful thought, just hold that thought up and put a big red X through it, a big X through it, okay? And simultaneously steer your thinking elsewhere. And so by breaking the pattern, your observer will allow you to break the pattern to change your thoughts to something that you like, to negate something that you don't like and you can begin living an entirely new experience very gradually. uh, It's like metamorphosis, it's slowly one scene blends into another, it'll feel like it's not working and that you're not doing it right, but it is working, it never fails. Have patience and the day will come like it has for me and you'll be like, oh my God, everything changed so quickly for the better, I can't even believe it. Was I really bummed out? Was I really scared? Was it really that bad? You can do this. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, is Mike Dooley time for a spiritual tune-up? Happy Fry-yay. A uh, little bit challenging times we're going through right now. A little bit happy to see the, the, the yay in Friday uh, these days. This, the question at hand uh, brings that to light. What if this goes nuclear? Mike, can you please help? I've been awake all week because of the conflict in the Ukraine and Russia. Since yesterday, I've been having panic attacks. You're not the only one. I am so, so afraid that nuclear weapons will be used and there will be massive death. We will all die. This is my worst nightmare and I can't control my fear. Can you reassure me, please? Well, I'll do my very, very best Um, there. There's no reading the future, um, but there's a lot that can bring comfort at a time like this. Um, I've got two sets of ideas to share. The first are kind of baseline. They're just a a little bit happy. And then the second set of ideas will be a little bit more happy. Okay. And no matter what's going on in in the dream of life, uh, it's important that we maintain our footing with an understanding that this is just a dream being played out. This is not reality. And in this dream, there is meticulous order. There is order. There is purpose. There is reason. There are probabilities. We saw what they were before we chose this lifetime. We saw those probabilities where there's this planet that's going from the dark ages, primitive uh, anger, uh, fear everywhere. But the light is dawning. And we saw that we could be part of that light and that you're watching this. You're one of the light bearers. Uh, You have an opportunity to make the difference right now. And you knew that would be the case when you chose to be born at this very primitive time, this sacred time where vibrations are rising and a new world order is irrevocably being uh, ushered in. Now in the ushering, we knew, and you knew, we can see it everywhere. It was predictable that there would be pockets of resistance. There would be people who want the old way. There would be the thugs. There would be the bullies. There would be the dictators, the fear mongers. There would be the people with superiority complexes. And we said, yes, that's so me. Let me add it because we knew it would be a dream. We knew that it would play itself out in the heart of God. There is God and more God. There is only God. There is no devil. There is no hell. Fear is a mortal construct based on confusion, not understanding, not remembering who we really are. No one is ever in harm's way by chance. And this is not to say that ugly doesn't happen. This is not to say unexpected doesn't happen. But when we chose to be alive at this harrowing time where we might be bringers of the dawn, we knew that it could get ugly. We knew that the table would be skewed. And we said yes anyway. And so while there's already been horrific bloodshed and loss of life and unexpected manifestations, the bigger order is that this planet cannot be held back from moving into more love, more joy, and we see that everywhere. On this baseline, remember that given that it's all illusions, death is the greatest of all illusions, and that when one door closes on someone's adventure, another one instantly opens. When one dream ends at night, another dream begins. There is no annihilation, and while that may not give all the comfort that you want. If you go deep enough, you can realize that that it is here that we're living a dream and that reality is on the other side of the curtains of time and space where there is love and harmony and bliss, second chances forever that are eternal. Um, here's a little bit more on the happiest, happiest side. You've heard me say this recently, and this is true if you just look around, there has never been so much love visible on planet earth. Look at you, look at you asking this beautiful question, concerned about the world order and what's moving you is moving in my heart and the hearts of billions. There has never been so much love and there has never ever been such a yearning for peace. I can remember all too well uh, when Saddam Hussein rolled into Kuwait and i didn't know a single person in my circle of semi-enlightened friends who wasn't all about kicking saddam hussein's ass right out of kuwait i on the other hand oh i'm so not perfect but i on the other hand was like look this is just gonna get worse um it is not about war it is not about showing him who's right it's about giving them an out um an exit ramp Uh, It is about avoiding calamity and mayhem at all costs. Whereas today, the world is 100% against what Putin is doing. Even Russians are almost entirely against what Putin is doing. This is amazing. There has never been such a yearning. There there are almost no voices, Uh, very, very few. Statistically speaking, there are none. Um, that are all about, you know, let's show Putin who he, who we really are. Let's show Putin who he's messing with. Let's kick his ass. Let's go invade. Let's create the no-fly zone. Statistically, no one wants that. And this bodes so well because the outcome, while it cannot, the future cannot be predicted. There are probabilities. The probabilities are, are huge that we will, as a collective, choose peace, that we will somehow defuse this, that Putin will not be able to put his finger on that button. Not that he even wants to, but completely unpredictable character. Who would have imagined he'd invade a perfectly peaceful, independent nation, raining down bombs and terror, completely unpredictable. But there are people around him, no doubt, that may prevent him from pushing that button. There are energies and spirit guides, no doubt, that could get involved if it meant one person's thoughts becoming things versus eight billion other people who want peace for the most part. This is where we may really see some kind of divine intervention, although undoubtedly it would not be angels from on high, you know, flying into the atmosphere and asking for a change of heart in ways unknown, Uh, like in an incredible suspense novel, suddenly where there was absolutely no hope, there's a clear way out. And everybody's going to be like, oh my God. Oh, of course. Oh, it's so obvious. And nobody's going to realize if there was divine intervention or ET intervention, quite a possibility, or somebody in Putin's inner circle that changed his heart, changed his mind, broke his finger, took him out of the picture. It's impossible to see, but we can look at the probabilities. So as a collective, we are creating what happens next. And as a collective, there's never been so much love, never been such a yearning for peace. The silver lining in all of this is so obvious. Seeing this unity, the unity of NATO, the unity of the EU, the unity of Europe, the unity of freaking planet Earth, asking questions like you're asking right now, wanting at all costs to avoid nuclear Armageddon mayhem and bedlam and all that it could otherwise promise Uh, this is the most exciting time to be alive and after like a cancer that infests and gnaws away at someone's human being those folks that I have met who have survived have considered it the greatest gift of their life not because of what you can see in a microscope and their flesh being eaten Um, but because of the overall experience that imparted. The cancer made possible a focal point on power, on strength, on healing, on prevailing, on thriving. The cancer made that possible. It would not have been possible. And then the cancer is gone. It is beaten. But yet the strength and the focus remains. And so when this whole thing dies down and goes away, which is extremely likely, although it might be years, small price to pay for eternal salvation, when it finally goes away, what will remain is the clarity, the unity, the love, the, the, the stories of heroism and bravery and courage and people showing up with their bare hands. Uh, in the face of tanks and machine guns. Those are going to be the memories. Not people showing up with guns, shooting other people with guns. That's happening. It's understandable in this primitive time. But the people showing up, marching in the streets, throughout the cities of Europe, throughout the United States, throughout the whole world, demanding peace. When millions uh, flood the streets of Moscow and St. Petersburg, demanding there will not be enough jails, there will not be enough... um, police or military, they're all in the Ukraine, to handle it. And we're going to awaken to cooperation and harmony and infinite possibilities that has never existed had this not happened. Now, that's how I see it playing out. That is extremely likely given the probabilities since we can see the world surging with love and concern right now. But this is the wild, wild west of reality creation on a tiny little planet at a very primitive time where people don't even know that they're spiritual beings first. So you are that light. And what you do from here is like, be that love, be the love everywhere, be the love always, uh, hold the hope and, and, and do what I do whenever I have a fleeting human, mortal thought of fear for my daughter. What happens if she gets sick? What happens if she dies? What happens if there's a... What happens if it's uh, her karma? What happens if it's you know to put words on it that that kind of slip and fail? What happened? And what I do immediately is I immediately go to the future and I see her striding across the stage earning her high school diploma or her college degree. I see her out in the world, a beautiful grown woman, and I let that picture settle in my mind, which implies we made it through all the gunk and the hardship and any traffic accidents or diseases or perils. And what we can all do right now is go in our mind and see a picture of not only ourselves thriving with joy and happy tears a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, depending on your age, you might have a much bigger bandwidth than others view themselves to have right now. We all have infinite bandwidth, but see happy times, see harmony. Imagine getting your passport stamps. Imagine you're going to the Ukraine because it's this oasis of cooperation and love and a new world world order. You're gonna go to Moscow and St. Petersburg because the people there are just filled with love and the culture is rich and the ballet is the best in the planet. Imagine that world. Imagine it every day. Imagine it no matter what happens in the news be a source of support, be the love you want to see, Um, send money to defense funds, you know, the peaceful defense funds, go march, play every end to the middle, be practical, be emotional, be intuitive, be spiritual above all. Move with love because this is playing out in the heart of God. We knew it would be like this. It's totally okay. And in the extremely unlikely event that something happens, either through war or a traffic accident or... uh, uh, the strangest of things realize there will be order in that too. There will be healing from that. There will be love from that. Even if one dream ends, another dream begins. Uh, there are parallel realities. Reality is so multidimensional. We can't even comprehend it with our mind. We're so acquainted to living on a linear timeline where it's either life or death, high or low, black or white. That's not reality. That's what's happening in this little dream bubble that we're sharing right now. So put on that face of joy, of optimism, of expectations. That's what you chose this life for, to be that bringer of the dawn, to be that shining light. And it's okay if you have a panic attack, and it's okay if you're terrified. Uh, This dream is so hypnotic and spellbinding and so beautiful. Who would ever want it to end? But it can't end it will never end you are safe you are adored it's going to be okay no matter what happens in this dream it's going to be okay and it's going to be for the better and we're all gonna celebrate with happy tears no matter what happens we're going to be celebrating with happy tears so thanks for the love thanks for the care thanks for giving me this opportunity to speak on this Well, there you have it. One more week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just saw or heard, please share with a friend, uh, thumbs up, like, follow, whatever may be the case on the platform you're now experiencing this. If you want more inspiration every single day, I send out a note from the universe. Right now, it's going out to a million people. We'd love to add you to that list. Enjoy. Thoughts become things. See you next time.